chaos reigns in a birdless world. Enemies abound for Jonathan Livingston Selgo, the one and only bird of salesmen should fear the rise of his rotten rogues gallery. As the noble bird clings to life in an undisclosed location, the enemies of the Justice Society run amok, stopping you from financially supporting Smodco. Hear their names, Tootface, the listener who takes all the free audio you dish out, but then bitches about the prices of the live show and never goes. Uh, look at that. Who's coming from the shadows there? It's Mistress Freeze, the fiendish femme fatale who runs your life and crushes your dreams of oral. Saying not that kind of oral, this kind of oral, live shit oral. Saying shit like, you're not dragging me any Smodco shows in my night off. Bullshit. You listen to too much of that fat guy as it is, mister. And of course, we can never forget the bird of salesmanship's most hated foe. The prickly pri- prince of pauper makers. The mountebank of moths in your wallet, man. I'm talking about the broker. With Jonathan Livingston sales goal. Nowhere to be found. Who will protect csmod.com from the vituperations of these vile villains? Oh. You hear that barking? It's getting closer. Holy shit, could it be? Oh my god, it is! We're saved! It's the bird of salesmanship's old pals. The smiling cell hounds. The hounds of cell. They'll stand for Gotham when her champions failed like Norman. Oh, the hounds of cell have those registered dogs on the run, children. Look up! Mistress Freeze, Tude Face, the broker, pow, biff, bam, man, they gone. Goner and made in Jersey. CBS show. Or Animal Practice, the NBC show. Goner and Rhea. Not... I meant the disease, not Perlman, but now that kind of works too, man. Hey, the hounds of cell have little barrels under their necks, man. What's in there? Oh, they're carrying around savings for you. They're carrying info on live Smodco shows, man, so you can sustain yourself in the harsh elements of a birdless world. The hounds of cell need money, blood money, to carry on the bird of salesmanship war on boredom and banality, man. Dates coming up, man, where you can see a live Smodco show. Give us some of your money. The bird, still no word on the bird. But don't worry, the cell hounds got our back, as you can hear. The hounds of cell are telling us, telling you where to go, man. They're telling you right now. Go see a live Smodco show, man. October 27th, John Lovett's Podcast Theater, Comedy Club and Podcast Theater. It's a Hollywood Babylon twofer, man. Two, two, twofer. Not two for one, though. Fuck that. Uh, two different shows, man. An 8 o'clock and a 10 o'clock. At 8 o'clock on October 27th, that's uh, this Friday, you can watch me and Ralph do Hollywood Babylon, man. We're back at the Lovitz after uh, having been off for a week and in Vegas the week after. And in Reno the week before that. Wow, it was the first time we back at, at uh, Lovitz in a while. That's 8 o'clock. 10 o'clock, man. Hollywood Babylon Comic-On Theater. Yeah, it's back, man. We're doing the last part of... A uh, Batman cacophony and uh, Ralph Garman is a one-man fucking show, man. One-man force to be regular. With. I just sit next to him, read the narrative. That's ten o'clock at the John Loves Podcast Theater. Tickets at ceasemod.com. I think there's a you can buy them singly or there's a twofer price on that as well, man. A twofer, as they say up in Canada. I believe some of the dogs, the hounds of cell, originate from Canada. I want to say Halifax. 
Yeah, I can hear it in the bark, man. All that seawater. You know, right there on the fucking fat Atlantic where I grew up. Uh, okay, man, where else can uh, can folks go see a smod, uh, live Smodco show? How about this, man? We're into November. November 7th in Buffalo, New York, man. 7.30 p.m. You can go see me at the Center for the Arts. Live at the Center for the Arts. Shaggy, I'm telling him. Pipe down. Shaggy's trying to join the, the Hounds of Cell, but they ain't having it, man. Like we don't go for German bitches. November eighth, Jay and Silent Bob get old at the Ridgefield Playhouse in Connecticut. Kevin Smith by himself, by his damn self, man. I stood next to Muse on November eighth. November tenth, I'm standing alone, man, uh, at the Greenville, South Carolina Peace Center. Come see an evening with Kevin Smith. Ask me anything, man. Just like a Reddit AMA, but live and in person. Uh, show starts 8 p.m. Man, tickets at csmod.com. Uh, November 11th, I rejoin Jason Muse in Charlotte, North Carolina, man. We go to the Fillmore to Jay and Silent Bob get old. November 11th, 8 p.m. right there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, November 17th, might as well keep going, man. Me and Ralph are at the Lovitz again. So if you're booking way out, don't forget that date. And uh, and then at the end of the month, shit, man, we're coming out east, son, kind of, well, western Pennsylvania, east from where I am right now. Uh, November 24th, it's an evening with Kevin Smith, live at the Carnegie Music Hall of Homestead out there in Munhall, Pennsylvania, man, real close to Pittsburgh. So you Pittsburgh folks ain't watching no Penguin games unless uh, they drop the puck November November 24th, get your ass over to the Carnegie, man. We'll talk hockey. It'll be a good time. And speaking of hockey towns, Philly, man. Me and Ralph. Me and Ralph Garman. Me and Ralph Garman. We're coming out to do uh, Hollywood Babylon at the World Cafe Live. There ain't many tickets left, so act fucking fast. That's November uh, 25th, man. Those those your live shows right there. Don't forget, comic book men is happening right now. Uh, every Sunday night after the walk and talk of dead, I think it's 1130 unless you got like that satellite, sweet satellite feed. Although not on dish, bitches. Um, comic book man, we're into episode two this week. It was a great premiere for us last week. Wonderful numbers. AMC, very happy. We're very happy. Check out episode two. This week's brand new pods, man. You got a new, uh, Hollywood Babylon. You got, uh, me and Ralph in Vegas. And you got a new Smodcast with, uh, me and Scott. Uh, talking about Teen Mo, Kev. You got new Jay and Bob get old with me and Jay Muse. These mighty cell hounds have our backs, man. Take us out, cell hounds. Go see Smod. Go, go see some Smod. Go. I am a cell hound telling you to see Smod. See Smod.com for all the tickets. Smodcast.com just to go listen to free shit, man. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, alright? Throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. This is Netheads with Will Wilkins. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Netheads. My name is Will. My name is Trent. And you're been listening. You're no, you are listening to us. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. It's over on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. 
at smodcast.com. If you want to take part in the program, you can one of many different ways. You can call us at 866-610-9455. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can always try the real number of 925-238-9020. We're also on Skype, NetHeads on Air. And lastly, what else can they do, Trent? Uh, they we're on Twitter. We have we have Twitters because we're we use the Thank Twitter. you for being so eloquent when there's a guest on the phone, you pucks. <laughs> And there go there goes Captain Chuckles. Anyway, <laughs> you can put you can put makeup on a pig, and it's still a pig. Hashtag Netheads on Twitter, and we will uh, follow uh, what you say there and make you part of the conversation. There, enough said. So, I mentioned we have a guest on the phone. Mm-hmm. What is that all about? Well, uh, one of the, my my secret guilty pleasures every summer is a television show called Big Brother. And thanks, oh, you, you love it. Thanks to that show, I got to meet a very cool individual, uh, you know, just over the phone. We interviewed him once on Radio Skew. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we are, I'm thrilled to have him on the phone with us right now as well. Mr. Uh, self-proclaimed evil genius himself, Matt Hoffman. Matt, how the hell are you? I'm very good, very good. Thank you. I'm not that cool, by the way, either. I completely, I completely disagree, man, because you, let's see now, you're a Mensa member. So you are a certified genius. Yep, it's true. Yeah, these are all very uncool things. Doesn't matter. Well, you're on a show. You're on a show called. You're, you're, not, you're not bumping my cool resume at all by talking about how nerdy I am. Okay. Well, how about the fact that every uh, Halloween you turn your basement into a mega party? I know that's cool. I, now we're talking. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, when I go for a jog, you're like the only Big Brother. Uh, former contestant who comes in on my running playlist oh look at that yeah with your uh, band shooting blanks i believe it is oh it's crazy that'll make anyone run faster exactly get away anywhere the band's right behind me shit i gotta get away yeah. no that's not right <laughs> uh now matt uh, go ahead and remind everybody what season were you on i was on season 12 a couple years ago yes you were and uh interestingly enough one of the things that always happens on big brother for those of you that don't know or if you're listening to us across the pond, like many people do live, uh, this is the American version of Big Brother, or as we like to call it, the wacky one. <laughs> yeah, zany. Because it's not the uh, the public that gets to vote uh, Matt out. It's not um, an internet poll. Uh, all the contestants vote each other out, a la Survivor. The first season, America got to make the decision. And after that first season, the season they don't recognize, it never happened, it never existed, um, as far as they're concerned now, I think. Uh, after that, it, it was all the contestants. So everything that always happens on Big Brother is eventually, just like Survivor, alliances are formed. And in Matt's season, he was pivotal in uh, in the creation of what became the winning alliance. But he was also True. the first, and you were the first member of that alliance voted out, correct? <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that oh, works. Shit. <laughs> it's just brutal. That I'm sorry, man. I feel for you every time I think back on that. Brutal, but uh, it, it was good times. I wasn't so uh, I wasn't so saintly myself. So I guess you get what you give. I guess, but you know that's the thing that kills me about this show, Matt. And and I, I get aggravated every season about it. Is are the people that get mad that people play the game? Because I'm literally sitting in my family room yelling at the television every time. Only one person wins. Well, yeah, of course. And I mean, you know, we saw it with Dan this season and I, I mean, it was crazy. He he played everybody and people should have respected that and they didn't. But Ian was a great winner too. 
Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to bring up because I think uh, being a, as smart as you are, Matt, I think you are an excellent study of Big Brother, and I wanted to have you on a lot sooner, sooner you know, a lot closer to uh, the end of the season because uh, Dan, who is a former winner, because this was kind of like a, it was kind of like a mixed bag. It, I don't know why they always have to do this stunt casting now. You know, at first there was all stars, yeah. then um, actually your season was sort of normal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, outside of the lunatics in the house, yeah, it was normal. There was no past contestants. It was as normal as normal could be, let's say. <laughs> exactly. There, but there were no uh, past contestants. But then the year after that, uh, former contestants got to come in. Yeah, 13. Yeah. And then during season 14, this past one, you know, four former players got to come in as quote-unquote um, coaches. And, and we all knew they were going to get a chance to play in the game. Only an idiot yeah, wouldn't think that. Exactly. And I think we still got another few more years of seeing this where they're bringing people back here and there. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but uh, I, I get it. There's an appeal. You know, the only thing that I find how it is beneficial to watching the television show, because uh, I straight up skipped the streams this year. I just completely ignored them. Yeah. Um, but for watching the television show, it at least cuts back down on the number of people that I have to keep track of. It's like, okay, that's, that's Dan, there's Brittany, you know, I, I recognize these people. I don't have to put any mind towards trying to figure out who they are again. Cause the beginning of the season, it's always a, a train wreck just trying to follow who everyone is. Yeah. And also yeah, the other I mean, thing, a, go ahead. No, as I was say, it's, it's a big house. You know, this season they had, what, like 16, 18 people or something. And you're right. It's, uh, it's a lot to manage. The only thing I, I would like to see is uh, I would really love for that first episode, I would love for them not to blatantly edit, edit it so that we know exactly who it is that's leaving first. Yeah, well, such is reality TV. <laughs> We've been seeing this down the, down the ages. Uh, they, they never seem to learn. We've seen it on Survivor. We've seen it on Big Brother now. It's just like, oh. But that's what's good about Big Brother. At least it is live. You know, evictions are live. I think that's the only show you can say that for. So there at least is an element of surprise that they can't edit around if, you know, if it comes down to that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, let's let's bring that up. So um, every eviction show is live, pretty much. I think there's only been a few off. Uh, times when like the streams went dark and uh, i can't even remember what season that was but so many seasons ago uh, so generally they are all live what's the vibe in the house like leading up to that do they put you do they put the contestants through rehearsals and are, are, are there certain expectations you know like they do they tell you things you can and can't do what happens yeah, we'll go through a dry run, and uh, you you make fake votes, usually for something pop culture related. If there are two celebrities at war or feuding, they'll, they'll have us vote on them. And uh, that's just to get, I assume, their camera shots. And then they tell you if you're nominated or given a speech or asked a question, don't give any shout-outs. But, of course, everybody always does. And make sure not to swear, and everyone always does. So they just, you know, they tell you a lot of shit that you don't listen to. Oh, okay, good. That's good to know. <laughs> Yeah. And there's just some stuff you just completely ignore. Well, I, yeah, well, yeah. this season actually. I mean, what are they going to do? Make kick us out of the house? We, we are their show, you know. Then then they can't run in and stop us, and it's live. So. Well, I don't know. They seem to make people disappear every season now. There always seems yeah, to be one yeah, guy I, that goes I, crazy. I wouldn't want to get on production's bad side, certainly. 
Oh, man. Hey, look at that. ZDigital13 on Twitter says, Big Brother Matt, I love me some Brigade. Best season ever. Oh. See, look at that, man. <laughs> can, can, we, can we ban um, that person? Oh, how can just why? Come on, man. You were the founder of the Brigade. I don't care what anybody oh, says. It is. It's my little bastard child <laughs> that I gave up for adoption, I guess. Uh, actually, this past season, they did do one thing. I think they sprung an unexpected um, eviction on the house guests. A couple of them, I think. And, yeah. and do you think that that was really as unexpected as it seemed? You know, because like suddenly it seems like out of nowhere, Julie's calling them to the living room. Yeah, no, they never are. In fact, it becomes very apparent because the house is so structured and regimented that if there's any kind of anomaly to your day, you always know, okay, on Tuesday this happens, Wednesday this happens, it's like clockwork. And so all of a sudden, some starts getting a little off kilter, and you know something's up. Yeah, then you know. You just, you've got a complete clear, okay. Yeah. So that's why it, nobody was truly shocked. They were probably, like, se- not sequestered, but what is it? Like, they, they do lockdown for outsider. They do They'll lock down. us into the HOH room, and then for about two hours, the Big Brother theme music plays on a loop. It's like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> in the house? And, and, and yeah, and no matter what situation you had been in, if you were in the middle, if you had just gotten done fighting with someone, it doesn't matter. Everyone's cramped. All like 14, 15 people are cramped up in this little HOH room. <laughs> and they're blasting the HOH music, and it, that sounds more like they're treating you like it was an incursion. And Yeah, it's like David Koresh with the Waco, the, the, oh. where they tried to blast them out of the camp. Don't drink the Kool Aid. We can't get out. We're just stuck there. Now, your season was there any of that obnoxious stuff that they will do where they have like uh, people on the internet can send in messages and they're just played around the clock? Well, we had the saboteur. I remember that. Yeah, and so late at night he kept us up one night with these messages, but I uh, didn't give a fuck, so I slept (laughs) through all of them. And causing everyone to think, make them think that I was the saboteur when I really wasn't. I was just tired and didn't care about these messages. <laughs> yeah, I um, unless they made like required you to take part in having to listen to them. I no, w- they don't. I uh, I could probably easily sleep through that kind of nonsense as well. I can sleep through anything pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember this one time I went camping with my dad and my brother, and we had to hightail it out of there because there was a fire like across the way on another hill. I was asleep, and my brother came in, Will, get up, get up, get up. I'm like, what, what? And I, I, he's like, the hill's on fire. Apparently, I got up, looked out the window, said, cool, lay back to sleep. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, ima- I imagine Big Brother to be a lot, like, you know, from living that summer, I think it's a lot like what life would be like if you were just independently wealthy and had no responsibility and have to go to work or anything, because everything's sort of taken care of. It really is a, a break for three months of your life, because... You, you don't have to worry about bills or mortgages or even shopping. You know, the food just appears. Bills are paid. It's, I mean, you, it's nothing. You, all you do is just live your life and chill out and relax. So I think that's, that's probably as close as I'll, I'll get to living a good life. You know, actually, i got to ask you that question, Matt. Uh, you just saying that sparked it. Because I've always wondered this. Uh, because previously when we talked to you, um, you, you know, you had said that you had auditioned for several years. Sent yeah. in an audition tape almost religiously, let's say. Um, and then finally you got picked up for it. Now, how do you prepare your life for something like that? You know, because, oh, wait, I think Trent just passed out. <laughs> no. There he is. Did you hear that? compelling conversation. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Don't, uh, totally substance abuse related. Remember, small, <laughs> small hits on the bong, Trent. Small <laughs> hits. The big ones will make oh, you pass I, out. Don't listen to him, Trent. 
No, <laughs> no gravity bong during the show. Oh, we'll we'll see what happens when we get to Trent's corner. <laughs> I like that. I disagree with all of this. That's good to know. That's that's Matt Hoffman. Matt Hoffman, and he endorses that message. How, off the record. How is it? Oh wait, oh, 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 wait, do you have a bunch of vacations saved up? What do you do? I, I mean, well, okay, well, we can weed out 90% of the people cast because they're all shithead aspiring actors and models that don't do anything with their lives anyway and probably <laughs> live in their parents' basement. The right. other 10% that I fall into actually are productive members of society with jobs and things like that. And yeah, it sucks. I had to take a, uh, like an unpaid sabbatical leave of absence, clear it with my HR people. I mean, I've been to the same company 13 years now, so... I, I get away with a little more than probably most could. I know Brittany this season had to quit her job to go on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people do what they got to do. To be honest, I probably would probably would have quit my job because I'm that crazy because I wanted, I wanted it so bad. You know? mm-hmm. Would you go back in again? Yeah, for in a heartbeat, for sure. Now, I wouldn't at the – and now that I've done it, I wouldn't cost my job over it. So if my work would let me take off unpaid again for another few months, I'd do it. And, and is the, uh, I assume every day you're in there, you get a daily stipend. Yeah. Weekly. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't increase. So like once you hit jury house level, everybody's making the same. It's not like you get more for being in the house or for sitting in a jury house. Either right. way, if you are under their big brother world, you get paid per week. Not, not a lot either. Okay. So it's not like, cause that's where I was going to go next. I mean, like, can, can it, you at least. So pretty much any time a competition comes up where you have the opportunity to grab some cash, it's not a stupid move to do that. No, it's not. Well, here's the well, here's the other thing. So I'm uh, I'm 35 now. I was 32 or 33 when I was in the house, and uh, and most of the people there are in their early 20s. They're kids. You know, they want the hard body, good looking, uh, dopey kids, and so these people are they're loving it they love that they are making it's 750 a week but that's before then you get taxed on it so they're loving making 750 a week and that cause is like the most money i've ever had in my life and i'm like hey asshole uh, wait till you like have a mortgage and a family to support and bills to pay like it's not it's not really a whole lot of money it okay. kind of sucks okay so based on that you're basically just making like double unemployment pretty much yeah it's not it's not awesome that is really a sucky payoff, considering you know you're you're literally giving up your life for that amount of time. Yeah, especially if yeah, you don't win. No, well, I mean, and again, more even more infuriating is if you get kicked out fourth or fifth, you go to jury, you get to hang out. At least you can watch movies and chill out and do more fun things, and you still get paid the same amount as people who suffer in that house the third place. You know, you're getting paid as much as the third place person gets paid. Ah. Well, that's yeah. why you don't want to be on the bubble with that show. Yeah. Um. So let something I hit on early on. So let's uh, let's talk about it ag- again, so people are aware of it. Because uh, every year, I always find myself at one point during the night hitting a live stream and watching a Halloween party at somebody else's house. <laughs> let me now. Let me first say that I'm looking at it out of curiosity, not because I'm sad, pathetic. Although five minutes into the stream. 
Well, actually, sure, at the point, that's the reason. At the point where you hit 30 minutes into the stream, that's where you realize, yeah, you are sad and pathetic. But um, but what is it I'm watching? Tell everyone so that they're aware of it too, Matt. Yes, so uh, Halloween is a event. It's a party that I, I've been throwing for about seven or eight years now. It started with uh, probably a small handful of my drunken uh, college friends at my house. And it progressively grew over the years, just getting more and more elaborate. And uh, and I must have mentioned it on a live feed at some point because when I got out of the house, people were asking about it, and I decided it's something kind of goofy for the fans. I'm kind of a nerd. Uh, me and a buddy of mine got together and made a little uh, interface to kind of mimic the live feed switchers that Big Brothers have, and I, I put right. cameras around my house and, and let people watch me and my friends get drunk, which seems uh, idiotic, as you said, uh, a little uh, shameful. It's like uh, it's like being a Journey fan. It's not something you want to admit to, but but you do enjoy it when you're when you're taking part in it. And uh, and so people actually did tune in. It turns out, um, it turns out that, that people actually tuned in and watched. And uh, and so then next year we went and did it a little bigger and, and better. And more people tuned in, and and really, uh, you know. The vast majority of the people there are people that no one would know. There's friends of mine, acquaintances, coworkers, uh, and you know, the last two years has only been a couple reality people. This year, I think there's like 15 people from different shows coming. So, uh, but what happens is people become, you know, when Big Brother starts, you don't know these 15 people; they're strangers, and you grow to become fans of them or whatever, love them, hate them, and it's almost like a small microcosm of Big Brother because in the course of that night, you grow to the people watching grow to know my, these people. They don't know them by name, but they know them by costumes. So they'll be like, uh, you know, schoolgirls. We like this person, or we hate the fucking zombie you know like whatever and, and it's, it's a fun little thing to do well the first year that you did it after you got out of the house it was really fun because you know you had uh quite a handful of castmates and you played the the uh spooky britney um you didn't play it you dressed as a costume in the as the yeah, well, spooky the, britney the, picture the picture of spooky of creepy britney's pageant picture that is like that is to halloween what a tree is to christmas it's like the centerpiece of halloween now is this britney picture i completely agree and you know i'll tell you if if i ever wanted to go to uh, is it ohio no where it's do you live it's the chicago area chicago oh that's a lot better well i guess i could write off yeah. going to chicago for halloween it's not as yeah. sad as ohio but I come from Hawaii, Ohio. I don't come from my my mother does. I didn't. Ohio, Indiana, that whole area needs to just be obliterated from the country. It's, nothing good comes from that out out of you, I'm sure. But you were smart enough to know to to leave. Yeah. So, um, uh, touching back on Big Brother this past season, because yeah. I'm sure there's nothing you love talking more about than a season you weren't even in. But uh, I've done enough of obsessing over it, though. But the the dynamics that happen in that house are part of the reason why I love the show so much. Because, and I I know they don't get everyone in the house doesn't get to see everything we see. So really, our perspective is skewed when we're trying to watch the show. <laughs> but like, I don't understand how people in the house seem to fall for what the good players are able to pull off. Case in point, uh, Dan this past season was he was gone he was out he was completely getting booted out of the house after 24 hours in sequestration inside of the have not room he comes out and he quote unquote hosts his funeral and somehow spins the entire house and i believe Brittany yeah. got kicked out right yes 
First yeah, of all, how does this happen? Now, as a person who's been in the house, how how is it that that reality is able to be altered in that manner? Yeah, I mean, I, th- there is something to be said, and you hear it, and it's, you hear it so much it sounds cliche, but it is true. You, you do kind of lose your mind a bit in there. You you don't. You're just not as sharp. You kind of start becoming paranoid, and, and reality isn't really reality, and, and you don't know who to trust and what what's going on, really. And so uh, it's just a general mental drain. And I think uh, Dan, who performs all these acts, uh, not only not only was he good, he's a good speaker, but he spent his entire first season building up a rapport of being the nice guy, the trusting, loyal. Uh, you know, good guy, and mm-hmm. then this season he comes in and he's pretty much an, an evil uh, guy. You know, a pretty a pretty vicious player, and so I think uh, people were just. It was smart of him to do that. He spent, he's you know, his season ten season was sort of a lead into why he did so well this season. It, it set him up as a particular type of player that he chose to not play as his second time around. And that was the interesting thing about his his getting to second place is that he. Success because when the All Star season happened, I think uh, Doctor Will, I think he tried to play the same game, but everybody had already seen it. Whereas yes. Dan did evolve, so you know that I think worked well. Now, do you think Ian deserved to win? Uh not over Dan, but I, I do think that this is the first time in the history of Big Brother that the first and second place finishers were actually the first and second best, you know, most deserving people in the game. Uh, but I do think Dan probably could have ousted Ian. I think he should have. Because you think he would have won against uh, whatever her name was? I, th- I, can't I, think he sh- I think Dan should have. Well, I don't know that Dan would have won against either of those two because the jury was just bitter, but I think he should have won against either of them. But I do. Th- I think Ian was a, Ian was good. I have no complaints about his, his victory. Okay, I, as, a, as a student of the show, I need to ask you one last question before you have to go, because uh, Matt has given us a hard out. He said, there's no way I'm talking to you losers longer than 6.30. My time. So Can we accept that. I, you know, I completely agree, too. He's talking to a couple of jerkwads. At least we're on Kevin Smith's network this time, right? Not just some random <laughs> podcast. Fancy. No, I get this is the A list right now. The, the, and the just beautiful when I part think is... my 15 minutes are expiring, and then I get asked to be on... Podcast. Oh, dude! I'll keep. I'll try and keep you going as long as I can. You're one of my favorites. Um, can you please explain to me what this quote-unquote social game is? Because I don't understand it. Obviously, um, Dan didn't play a good one because you know the vote swayed so far to Ian. What is quote-unquote the social game, and how do you play it? I mean, I think he did, but but it's unfortunate. The jury was just. You know, you can get a bitter jury. You can get, uh, you know, an emotional jury. You can get a jury that respects the game and and votes for the best player, regardless of how that player, you know, scorned you or whatever. And, and that's that's the hard part. But I think, you know, you hear people say, "Oh, he played a great social game." Not not Dan, but people played a great social game because everyone liked them. But that's not a social game to me. It's just making friends. Anybody can do that. A social game to me is when you really rope people in based on you know forming relationships that are not necessarily true relationships you you are really playing a game with the social aspect of things but just being nice to people you're not playing any game you're just being friendly and and And, uh, clearly dan did that because i can't even remember the name of the girl that he dragged all the way to the near end but i mean he he was able to manipulate her the entire way 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I feel, Danielle. I, I agree. I think he aced it. I think he. I think that this solidified him as the best player in Big Brother history, and it's unfortunate he didn't win. He he should have. So the only mistake he made was that the jury just got too tainted, if you will. Yeah, and I and he, you know, he did it right, being the good guy first and the bad guy second, because it's an easy transition if you're the good guy to come in and decide to play a bad guy's game. You already got the cards on your side, but. If you did the villain first time around, it probably isn't as easy to go back and reverse that. So I think Dan had the cards, you know, things were kind of in his favor from the start. And he made a good decision to play that evil character. Yeah, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. That was the one thing about Dr. Will's game that it was at least nice. He consistently lied to people's faces, but he also told them that he was lying to their face. And they always, you know, went with him anyway. Yeah. But and he's, I mean, he to me is the epitome of luck because he is—he's a one-trick pony. He yeah. went through two seasons doing the exact same thing the whole time, and I mean, it fared fairly well for him. And and he is—I think he's a great player. I'm not no disrespect, but uh, but Dan is just—he's versatile and he he can adapt and he changes it up. And I think he's interesting to watch. And I, I just—I think he's the best. Well, personally, I was glad to see Ian win. I think Dan should have won because I think he played a better game. Uh, the only mistake he made was not winning the last HOH or last, you know, the deciding who gets to go. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, he did. No, he didn't. It was he did, no, he did. Yeah, and then it kind of wouldn't have mattered, I don't think, at that point. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, it is 630. I don't want to piss you off. But, you know, again, I want to thank Impossible. you for your time. And, uh, yeah. Please. And Ian will be at Hoffelian. So any Ian fans. There you uh, go. I can't wait to see that. In. Please, yeah, please. There's plenty of details. I'll give a plug. Uh, Hoffoween.com. There's hyphens before and after the O because I want this to be as complicated as possible for everyone. And adding to the complexity, the website is currently down. So hopefully you're listening to a repeat of this because it'll be up tomorrow. I'm, I'm hoping that actually the traffic quota was exceeded. I didn't expect a lot of people hitting <laughs> Hoffoween.com, well, and they are. So this is a, a, a very overhyped event. And, and, it, should watch. and it will be, uh, this will be podcast uh, just within hours of air. So don't worry. They'll be able to listen to it all week. Also, you can follow Matt at uh, Head of Hoffhold on Twitter. And yeah. uh, thegremlincave.com is your, your main website, right? Thegremlincave.com, exactly. See, you got that, it covered. You should have led with that one. Say, so go to thegremlincave.com, click the Hoffween link. Yes, I'm I'm way too accessible. There's too much going on here. I need to focus this shit a little better. That's all right, man. I don't fault you for it. Well, have yourself a great night. I know you're probably blowing us off for Dexter, but I accept that. Well, I, this is a great show. Dexter is in my <laughs> later tonight, but yeah. It is. All right, Matt. Thank you very much for your time, sir, and I hope we get to talk to you again in the future. Thank you, guys. Baba booey to you all. Baba booey to you all. There we go. That was Mr. Matt Hoffman. I just... Trent, thank you very much. I know you kind of had to sit a back seat on that one. Um, I didn't expect it to be that way. I thought maybe you were going to interact a little more, but I understand. Maybe you're drinking a little bit or something. I don't know what's going on over there. I love Carl's Jr. There you are. Did you actually leave and go get some food and then come back? <laughs> you son of a bitch. You did, didn't um, you? Um, this is this fucking mesquite burger is delicious. I thought he was making, I'm like, you're making too much noise over there. I didn't realize it was you dropping your keys back down on the desk. <laughs> hey, everybody, oh, oh, I'm sorry, home. I'm back. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay, hold on. Let's do this real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, on the telephone, patiently waiting. We gave him a heads up that we were having a guest on the phone. It is Francis. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. Damn glad to hear it. Trent, what is your question for Francis this week? Yeah, Francis, my question for you is, 
uh, who's the most compelling of the Fantastic Four characters? Um, the Invisible Woman. And why? Because she's so beautiful. Well, I, you know, if in a lot of people's book, I guess that would uh, that that would that would get it. Who is your ideal woman, Francis? Uh, what is the uh, one female you admire the most, either fictional or real? Britney Spears. Interesting. Now, is that just because she's so accessible on the X Factor right now that she's your forethought? Well, she's like an Nordic goddess, basically. Ooh. Mm, never thought okay. of her as such, but I will run some comparisons. We've got a sif on our hands. Interesting. So so would you say that like the one woman that is your true ideal then is Britney Spears? Yeah. Wow. We okay. gotta try and get her on the phone. Do you think we can do I got Matt Hoffman? You think we can yeah. get Britney Spears? <laughs> She's gonna have to tank a little bit farther before we Hey, can hey, off, so. what are you saying about Matt, buddy? No, no, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying he's never had a number one record, even even with shooting blanks. God bless him. Oh yeah, shooting blank. I love that album. There's even a oh god, I wish I had it in front of me. They, they did a cover song, and it was just okay. great. It was, I think it was, uh, uh, it might have been Smooth Criminal. No, it wasn't Smooth Criminal. Crap, I can't remember what it was. But uh, but I have it. It Comes up in my rate my uh, running list, and I'm, every time I hear it, I, I kind of laugh and then run better. <laughs> just makes you run faster and better. Speaking of running, are are you out walking again, Francis? A little bit. Yep. Good. I did some walking Good. this past week. Well, the weather around your your parts, what is it like this time of year? A little bit cold. Okay. Thanks for expanding on that. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, obviously the comics haven't arrived, and I apologize for that, Francis. Um, you have any big plans for the week? Um, not much, no. Okay, great. I'm gonna be reading more comics. Well, that's good. You know, you gotta you gotta read something somewhere. Are you still on your uh, your Fantastic Four run? Yeah, I've I've yet to go back to that, but I'll go back to it. Yeah. What have you been John reading? Uh, Weird Fantasy and Totally Mad. Hmm. Oh, Totally Mad, right? What what makes what? Why are you so mad? I don't understand. No, no, that's that's <laughs> the, well, that's the magazine. Oh, I thought he was totally mad about the other one he was reading. I'm sorry. No. No, I'm I'm stupid. <laughs> simple mistake, Will. It's okay. Uh, simple mistake don't, for don't a simple put mind. Down, man. It's cool. Simple mistake for a simple mind, Trent. <laughs> it happens. Well, Francis, uh, as always, I thank you for your phone call, and I hope you have a great week. Um, we're doing a condensed show today because I got some stuff to do, so that's why we're kind of uh, rushing off the air today. We're going to do a little bit more show, but you know we got to go. So um, that's why we're kind of cutting this call short but uh we're gonna have more for you next week i promise okay okay you're quite welcome all right man well uh have yourself a fantastic week and uh you know reach out to us let us know if you if you wanted to. and by the way if you guys want to know what goes on in francis's mind if you go to mm-hmm. facebook.com forward slash netheads on air or slash netheads on, i don't know the vernacular anymore yeah it's uh, you say slash because everything's a forward slash unless you say backslash yeah so uh, if you go to facebook.com slash netheads, one of the unanticipated features that is available mm-hmm. yeah, to everyone there, all you got to do is check it out, folks, is, uh, I almost want to say it's kind of like Francis's stream of consciousness in a way. Yeah, we've got our yeah. own our own comic book, James Joyce, there, uh, keeping keeping up uh, up the, the feed hot. Who's James Joyce? Uh, just a... <laughs> 
nineteenth century. Hey, I made I made no. Trent laugh. I made Francis laugh. <laughs> Francis did you hear that? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Point will. Yay! I win. <laughs> all right, man. Well, have yourself a great week. All right, Francis. Okay. All right, man. Nothing but love for you. Okay, thank you. Have a good one, sir. See you, dude. Okay. Are you Francis? Wait, hold on, Francis. Are you okay? Yep. You sound a little down. Are you sure? I'm just a little tired. That's all. Okay, yeah. man. Well, well, get yourself some rest and make sure you're well rested for next week. You know, the, there's changes in the weather, and I believe that affects us all. Oh, absolutely. Okay. This, yeah. affects, this affects all of us, man. All right. Well, hang in there, get rested, and uh, and be peppy and fresh for next week. Okay. Okay. All right, sir. Bye-bye. I said peppy and fresh. <laughs> like like peppy longstocking? Yes, pretty much. Hey, Trent. Yes, Will. Because you've been quiet for so long, I, yeah. I think I think it's time we uh, we check out that scary place. Uh-oh. And speaking of scary, we got it. We got a submission for a jingle. Are you ready for it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hit me with it. Oh, sweet Jesus. Here it comes. Or not. Hold on. Let me hey, go my. in the right window. It's yeah. the time where we find out what is in Trent's corner. Ew, what's that? <laughs> That's the creepiest this. thing I've ever heard. I anyway. What is in Come, Trent's corner? Can you play it one more time? Yes, hold on. Let me, let me crank it up. Where we find out what is in Trent's corner. Ew, what's that? <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I'm going to anyway. What is in Trent's corner? <laughs> <laughs> i love it i'm keeping it i'm sorry oh, you know shit. if you guys want to if you want to submit your uh take on the trent's corner theme it doesn't have to be using it our voices it can be no. original that one was great though because that was the napoleon dynamite-esque one we asked for where they just sound sampled us and use kind of like the bossa nova or yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> i just i've got to hear it one more time i'm sorry <laughs> I've had nightmares about this. <laughs> it's that time where we find out what is in Trent's corner. Ew, what's that? <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I'm going to anyway. What is in Trent's corner? <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part is the the idiot will laugh that's just inserted right in the middle. I don't want to do this, <laughs> but I'm going. I love that. I just. Oh, by the way, uh, also, I got to tell you guys, if you go through, uh, is it, it's actually on Facebook. If you haven't tweeted at Trent, you need to. Friday night, Trent apparently played with a new toy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, so, I I, wait a minute. Hold on. I think I'm stomping on your territory. Trent, what's in Trent's corner? <laughs> well, uh, I, I did. I got a, a, a used camera. Hold on. Uh, it's that time where we find out what is in Trent's corner. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah no because um i've been recording we'll do some buzz marketing at the same time i've been recording zeros and heroes um with multiple different cameras and i haven't found one that i like hold on wait what's buzz buzz what you know buzz marketing like i'm going to talk about something and, and and mention the name so it's like advertising for it but in un, under the guise of me just talking about part of my life oh you mean kind of like when when celebrities on twitter will somebody suddenly say something like man you know what i haven't been sleeping good lately but thank god for my new sort of mattress yeah exactly exactly what just happened there I don't, was that did, was that just a plug what happened i don't understand <laughs> anyway go will, ahead will you have a new sort of yeah no i don't <laughs> i don't um so anyway yeah and uh i i got on the it's like a Craigslist, but it's a little bit better, and it's it's uh, run by a news site here uh, in in Utah. And I was able to pick up, uh, you know, a, 
for 2008, top, one of the top of the line um, HD digital handheld camcorders uh, from Panasonic for a couple hundred bucks. So I was I was stoked on that. So I went ahead and made a whole bunch of whiskey sours. Oh my lord, is that what you were drinking? <laughs> and and then uh, made a made a movie with it. So that happened in Trent's corner. Nice. <laughs> and you can uh, you can check it out on uh, my YouTube channel. It's uh, YouTube slash Trent XB9R. Wow, this is nothing but the Trent Power Hour, everybody. Yeah, you, you see? see, I just drop them. Drop them like they're hot, Will. Oh, the only thing I drop that's hot, nobody wants to touch. <laughs> oh, and then one, one, one more thing happened, Will, in Trent's corner. Yes? <laughs> you know, when yeah. you say it, that just sounds creepy. <laughs> one thing happened to crawl out. <laughs> Uh, the, so I've got a, a couple of fraternity brothers, not my own brothers. I was never in a fraternity, but you know, dudes that are going to college renting out my basement apartment right now. Yeah, buddy. And I'm sure they heard me, um, laughing and giggling and, and going on, you going know, making, maniacal <laughs> on, on their ass, if you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much. So, uh, they invited me down to, uh, to the basement to, to go down and, uh, we'll, we'll just say party with them for a little bit. Okay. Nothing sexual happened. But let's oh, just that's say- what I thought the code word is for party. Sorry. <laughs> no, I would have said something like we went down and read scripture. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's just say I did. You show them your magic underwear, Trent. <laughs> I've never felt thirty before in my life until last night when I realized I can't really party as hard as I used to. <laughs> and yeah, that that was it. Like. Like, like when their eyes open up, like, holy shit, man, that was a huge rip. Um, oh, did you tear your pants? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Right. I tore my pants and then I went to sleep right afterwards. You went by nighttime. And then I got real sleepy. And what day did you wake up, Trent? <laughs> well, this happened yesterday morning. And then yeah, what's, uh... what's today? <laughs> what day is it? You actually fell asleep so long, you looped the year. You actually slept 364 <laughs> days and come right back to where you were. <laughs> we called a stillskin. There you go. You pulled a stillskin, my friend. <laughs> that you did. Oh, man. So, uh, by the way, the, that wonderful jingle was done by uh, Brad Raven. And we joke about it. Somebody said, uh, uh, actually, it was Calvin on Twitter who said, uh, the doubled will voice is creepy as fuck. Kudos to whomever did it. Yeah, it is creepy. <laughs> it is, be- but beautifully creepy. So, Absolutely. ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was It's That Time, where we find out what is in Trent's Corner. Ew, what's that? <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I'm going to anyway. What is in Trent's Corner? <laughs> yeah. What what was his uh, the did they does he have a Twitter handle on on uh, no there wasn't on the email but you know hey hashtag it netheads buddy and claim it a, a, as your own own that dude Z Digital Thirteen says wait 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 a part of him actually has kids in his basement yes he does <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh there you go oh and Panicor says that she loves the netheads even though she is watching Dexter during this time of year. I completely understand. We're oh, up absolutely. against The Walking Dead. We're up against Dexter. Friday, I finally yep. got to catch up with uh, Fri- with la- the last episode of Dexter on Friday night. Interesting thing, if you think about it, it's actually been two episodes since Dexter's killed anybody. Yeah. I don't really think that's a spoiler. It's, 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 it's eating at him. 
Oh, it is. It's getting to him. But let's not talk about that because we don't want to have to hear you. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, damn it. I'm not going <laughs> to. I do have to say, though, if you're one of those people that is uh, keeping um, Sons of Anarchy in your uh, in your queue, if you will, mm-hmm. or you're waiting for it to come out on DVD, holy shit, are you missing some stuff? Yeah, this I there's no way I could I could hold off and not watch week to week on this show. Oh my lord, this past week was just you know, it again, there wasn't a lot of story movement per se, but it was nice uh all I'll say about it was it was nice to see Jax keep his word. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it, yes. Because it it'd been a couple of episodes since we'd, you know, seen what this leads up to. Yeah, where he made he made a promise to somebody oh. and then he came through on it, which I loved. And um, and Tig's part in that promise was just horribly awesome. Well, yeah, because Tig just you know it, there was a there was a moment in there where you just kind of you get the feeling that uh, he just kind of said you know I I needed that. Yeah, and, and that's and that's what he said afterwards. He's like that that was good for me. <laughs> that's just so sick. My wife nope. is really she's really losing patience with that show, <laughs> and I don't blame her because seriously, it's almost just like how. It's like Kurt Sutter had a mission to see how far he could push the boundaries this year. Oh, and he is. He is. So well. well, especially the <laughs> the, the episode. Um, I think it was the previous episode when they're um, blackmailing the real. Oh, uh, yeah. Real yeah. Guy. Which, by the way, somebody pointed out to me that that was a, a brilliant uh, The Wire uh, reference hidden in there because that character uh, was playing that played the transvestite. Huh? went by a different but similar name on the wire so it was the same last name and a variation oh, on the first really name. yes but unfortunately i didn't watch the wire <laughs> right. or the shield pardon me not the wire the shield okay i was gonna say that's that but the shield makes sense because you know that's what he did yeah that's what kurt sutter was a writer on before then so you know but uh, yeah i just uh i didn't make the connection right now there's all these people that have been listening to the no, fuck it, it's the the shield, not yeah. the wire. <laughs> they're, they're shaking their phones right now on the Stitcher app. Like, oh, fuck, damn you! <laughs> I know because I've been there listening to a podcast, yelling at people that can't hear me. Oh yes. Uh, by the way, I officially once again made it so that my wife could not watch television with me. We were watching the television show Grimm. And oh yeah. Like five minutes into our no. Ten minutes into it, I I made a call on because you know somebody was obviously killing something happened. I'm like, that's who it <laughs> right. was. I was right. <laughs> Damn it, Will! I can't watch anything with you. I have a problem. Well, <laughs> it's 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 a good problem, I guess. I hope so. Hey, but you know what? I don't have Trent. Well, I'm guessing you don't have near enough stuff from Think Geek. That's right. As a matter of fact, now is a, it's the wonderful, most wonderful time of the year, Trent. Because uh, by the time this show has posted as a podcast, if you go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads, you're going to find a Think Geek banner. And what's going to be there? Their gigantic, magnificent 75% off sale. What? I'm not kidding. All kinds of crap for cheap, my friend. That's the American way. <laughs> crap for cheap crap well it's not crap it's fine products available at think geek <laughs> i mean they got so many things there that i still want trent you know maybe you got a few spare thousands and you want a replica uh sword throne from game of thrones yes yeah they got one of those that's good to know <laughs> i want to i want to interview the person that buys that because <laughs> it costs like thirty two hundred dollars and it costs like thirty two hundred to ship it 
<laughs> no, no, trust me, you don't want to meet the person that buys that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Kneel before me, or your head will be on a stake. Can you get that for 75% off? No. <laughs> but you can get a bunch of amazing stuff. And the nice thing, too, is when you make your purchase, do you know what you can get, my friend? Well, I'm guessing geek points. That is correct. You earn geek points. So you shop, you earn geek points. What are those? They're kind of like the Kohl's bucks that you Kohl's cash can get or, oh, yeah. or some other places that are, you buy stuff. You get like these cr- magic credit things. And then the cool stuff is uh, you go to buy more cool stuff. How many more times can I say cool stuff in 60 seconds? And go. No, I'm not going to try. <laughs> you buy some stuff. You get the geek points. Then later when you come to buy more cool stuff. You find out, hey, I can also get this for free. Because, you know, maybe you want a, a, a 400 milliliter beaker coffee mug. Maybe you want the uh, titanium spork. Can you tell I'm really pushing these two items? Well, it's because they're things you have. And they're quick and easy to achieve. I don't use the titanium spork as much as I should, but God, I love it when I do. Because <laughs> there is nothing like the taste of titanium in my mouth. <laughs> well, it's better. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave that alone. Just leave okay. it there, Trent. So uh, that's why it's awesome to shop at ThinkGeek. And like I said, tons of stuff right now, 75% off. How can you go wrong? You can't. You can just get more cool stuff. Why? Because at ThinkGeek, they have stuff for smart masses. Smartcast.com forward slash netheads. Kick, click, kick. Well, no, don't kick the ThinkGeek banner, but click it. You'll be glad you did. Kick on over. At least I hope you'd be glad you did. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So anyway, I am um, Trent. <laughs> I had one of those days. You gotta, you gotta remember. I, I live in California, right? And we've, yeah, we've even yes. had like a heat wave. We've, we've hit near triple digit what? temperatures. It's my been, heat is on. It's been ridiculous, man. It's been oh, obnoxious, is what it is. But rain's on the way, right? Yeah. So uh, today I was doing a lot of work out in the backyard because I ordered six cubic yards of of pea pebbles. You know what oh, these okay. are? Yeah, it's, gravel. A, it's it's small, yep. smooth gravel stones because I've put yeah. in a I put in a dog run. Uh, because when the rain comes, the unfinished backyard has clay like mud, so oh, my dogs yeah. come back with mud slippers, if yeah, you well, will, and just caked in it, mud clogs, if you will. Mm-hmm. No, no, mm-hmm. it's always just on the well. The wiener dog, she's kind of low to the ground. Sometimes it gets on her belly, but it's mostly their paws. Okay, so the big objective was to install a fence gate and then two other gates at two other places so that way the dogs have access to the to the deck and then they have the access to their dog run area where it's nothing but pea gravel right and that way no muddy paws right yeah and i forgot i forgot that one thing just because there's cloud cover doesn't mean the sun still can't get you mean like sunburn wise i right now i uh, my head feels like it could be (laughs) as red as an overripe tomato (laughs) <laughs> and it also feels like it's about to burst like an overripe tomato. I, I wish there are times I wish we were we were doing a video. I mean, oh, Lord. I just. <laughs> why does he look so embarrassed? <laughs> oh, man, that video you made. I still just watch it. And laugh. <laughs> Doesn't that sound delightful? <laughs> anyway, I it was so good. I wanted to make a parody <sighs> video of it that night. Just me uh, recreating should, it frame man. by frame. Except you, you might have uh, some odd looks from your wife and kid. <laughs> Especially as I'm recording it. My daughter's just going, what is he doing? Yeah, why, why is dad holding the camera by himself? What's, by the way, uh, I did have my work crew over. Yeah, I got a crew. Oh, is... yeah. Where'd you pick them up? Look, I, let's just say I got a work crew. Why you got to do that to me, Trent? 
No, got, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know. Just shut up, uh, Trent. Just shut up. Call the temp shut agency. Shut it. <laughs> shut it. <laughs> Quiet. I saw a woman today with a TARDIS wedding ring. I should have taken a picture, <gasps> but believe it was awesome. That was from Z Digital 13. That's awesome. I like that, that is awesome. I don't know about the wedding ring, though, because I know one couple that did get married with, like, you know, the, the one ring and, and, like, an oven recreation of the Lord <laughs> of the Rings. I'm sure. like, really? That's kind of setting a bad tone. One ring to rule them all. On your knees, woman. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, and it's a cock ring. Yeah. <laughs> then it's really awkward. <laughs> But when it gets really warm, you can see the letters. <laughs> they warm up. Hey. What was I talking about? You had your work crew over. Oh, I had my work crew over. My daughter has been it's been so wonderful. Uh, you know, she's really big on spending time with me lately, which I love, because pretty soon that's going to flip on me in a heartbeat. Yeah. And Real so fast with, you know it. She was, she's been out trying to spend time with me and out there helping. And so when the guys are wheelbarrowing that uh, pea gravel all the way around the yard, having to do this gigantic, uh, you know, like candy cane march, you know, yeah. all the way down a long strip and then a U-turn and dump it where it goes. Um, suddenly she grabs like her little uh, sandcastle bucket. Oh, shut up. And just loads it up, carries some gravel over, dumps it in there. They were just, dude. my kid got some mad respect today from everybody. That's pretty awesome. I'm yeah, not going to lie. I kid you and, not. She, and she's doing it just because she wants to help out with dad. She did more work than I did. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if that's too hard, but. Oh, but man. Damn. The kid was doing some good work. But you know what I did do? Uh, one of the things about the, the deck, the, the house, the one we bought it, it already had this deck and this fancy trellis work above it. Really, my deck looks like a 20 foot gazebo that was cut in half and then smacked against the back of the house. Right. Okay. I've probably mentioned it on the show a few times, but it, it has this really great design, but everywhere where the two by fours connect with the four by fours, for example, right? There's okay. no harsh edge. It's got a 45 degree angle cut on the two by four. So that way it's like a smooth angle towards the four by four. You follow me? Yeah. Uh, so there's, and every two by six has got like a bull nose corner on it. So it's all very nice. And so I'm putting gates in two of these openings to make sure the dogs can't get off the deck. Yeah. And guess what? I've got to replicate the same stupid freaking pattern. <laughs> okay. Because if I don't, it's just going to look obvious and a piece of shit. Well, so, what kind of, what, uh, so are, you, are you talking like a wood gate or are you just doing like a chain link? No, gate? no, wood gates. Wood gates. Okay. I've okay. gone redwood the whole way. God, believe me. Wow. Good for you, <laughs> sir. I guess. I still got to, <laughs> the rain's going to get to it and it's got to dry out and I got to stain it and steal it, seal it. It's going to yeah. suck. Yeah. You got to get your Thompsons on there, seal it. Oh. <sighs> But anyway, uh, so I've got to continue the pattern, but it, it's just a nasty pattern because it's a it's a two by six shelf on top of the, the two by fours that are running uh, wider than they are longer. You know what I mean? So that the flatter, longer edge is facing you. Uh-huh. And uh, and then on the opposite side of those are two by twos as the slats. Each oh, of wow. them, each of them with a 45 degree angle cut on the end. <laughs> fabricated this 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 woodwork this nightmare this fucking nightmare that i've got a copy this just seems not productive at all you spend all your time playing you know 3d jigsaw i know pretty much you're like okay wait a minute if i cut it this and i do this and Good because Lord. because mind you remember the the length that you've got to cut to you've either got to measure to the point before the 45 degree ends or you've got to measure to where the 45 degree not where the 45 degree begins and that's where your cut's going to start. Or you got to measure to where your 45 degree ends and try and line that up right. 
my whole point in t- telling all this is in order to try and get this done on time, first of all, that's why we got to cut the show short because right. the rain is coming and I got to trap these dogs in like it's Gitmo. <laughs> Call back. Yeah, and, well, I was going to say, let the rain waterboard the shit out of them. Yeah, pretty well, no, they're get you know, the whole point is so that they can come in and out of the house without being a major pain in the ass. Right. You know, you don't have to spend 40 years of, of clearing their paws just so they can come back in the house. Um, I, I use the excuse to be able to buy a miter saw, a power one. Oh, dude, that is pimp. 45 yeah. degree angle cuts. No problem. Yeah, dude, that's pretty awesome. Zing, zing. And plus, it's got a it's a it's a miter saw that's also got a slider so I can do up to a 12 inch cut. Hey, now, oh, man, I know I'm making you hard it's, with all this wood. I was going to say, I? if you only had a lathe, you could go into the uh, the homemade dildonics business. A what? A lathe, you know, so you could, you know, once you've cut it, you can spin it down to a cylinder. Let's just not talk anymore. <laughs> I think you've just taken it somewhere at not not. <laughs> you dirty, filthy man, you. I just, uh, once I said it, I thought, actually, you know what? A, a wood dildo probably isn't the, the, the greatest invention ever. Mm-hmm. Slivers. Oh. <laughs> Them early models were tough. You had to, speaking of, speaking of make sure you needed to get that seal on there. Oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You, uh, a nice glaze was very important. <laughs> and the end product. Thank you. Good night. We're here all week. <laughs> So, yeah, I've got 14 uh, two by two by 12s in the garage so I can make 45 gazillion uh, slats. God. Oh, it's going to be a blast, my friend. And I had to. The, the funniest part, though, was like grabbing a hold of my my dachshund and then determining what is the proper width that she couldn't get through <laughs> with all of the random uh, slats that are around. My daughter's like, what are you doing? You're just like cramming it through the, the I'm just like, no not cramming it through just like pick her up and just like okay nope that's good that's the measurement <laughs> i was trying to make my kid laugh it wasn't dog torture okay <laughs> you gotta do something to amuse a kid that's when they think my wife my wife says will empowered tools scare me it's like that scene in step brothers is, is, is that a drill no, yes. dale what did i say no power tools what what dad it's my toothbrush that's not your toothbrush <laughs> yeah that's right well my i'm toothbrush. done anyway <laughs> uh, but i i have to finish that so yeah i've got to, mm-hmm. i've got to, i've got to finish assembling the gates i've got uh and then i've got to put all the slats on you know i swear to god at this point right now i'm deeply considering just not putting up a gate on the fence that blocks them into the p-rock area just so i'll be done for tonight and turn it oh, into yeah, a gate later yeah. Because then they can go up on the deck or, or down. It's not like they're going to be shitting on the deck. Well, no, no, no. There's, a, there's never going to be a gate there. They're going to be able to go off the deck. It's, it's, uh, there's openings on this uh, gazebo structure thingy uh, to the right, to the left, and then dead in front, dead center front. So there's going to be a gate on dead center front, a double gate. There's going to be a gate on the left when you're facing in the backyard. And on the right, that's just going to be open. So that way they can have the deck. They can go to the dog run area, and they can come back freely they're never going to be locked out there the little dogs they're inside dogs okay. you with me so they're 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 always going to have that but in order to keep them in that area going from the uh patio to the side yard fence i've had to put another fence uh perpendicular to the existing yard fence not parallel okay. perpendicular i remember these things yeah yes so uh that fence needs to be finished off for sure the gates definitely have to but, you know, if I just bridge that gap with 
what would be a gate, but I don't hinge it and instead just temporarily lock it in place, I'll be okay. Well, it, well it, because wait, 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 what you put the dogs out during the dam and when everyone leaves, right? No, they're they're oh. they're crate trained dogs. Oh well, I don't. I just what, need to make you, sure that when it rains, they can't get near the mud that's still in the yard. <laughs> do you remember that whole talk we had about the mud, Trent? No, no, I do. I'm just, I'm just. If they don't need to be outside, why are you putting them outside? Because I'm not going to let them piss and shit in my house, Trent. <laughs> okay. He said, I don't want to, I'm definitely not coming to visit you now. I accept that. Holy shit. <laughs> Sherman's Sherman. probably trash in your place. No, he's, he's, he's toilet trained. That's Andy. <laughs> <laughs> My wife just tweeted, dude, who are you kidding? You're not finishing all that stuff tonight. Oh, well, challenge accepted. Well, I was just going to say, you need to, you need to call your laborers back or really put the, uh, Turn the screws on your daughter to get to work. Exactly. That's just the thing I needed the neighbors to see. You know, my kid walking out there, scooping up a bucket of pebbles, <laughs> and then going to the backyard. Hey, God, that dude runs a tight ship. Yeah. And you don't even come out to the front yard. So all they see is this kid making multiple trips. Yeah. With my work crew. So that's just really great. <laughs> I'm sure CPS is downstairs right now. Yeah. They're, they're tuned in. Hello. We've come to do an inspection. <laughs> Sorry, Cinderella's busy right now. Come back uh, later. What anyway. You, what do you got to say like that? What? It's it. I, nothing. Oh, <laughs> I see. You read something filthy into that. That is just inappropriate, Trent. Your, yeah. head, is, your head is on I'm, wrong, my friend. I'm a, I'm a terrible person. And I Clearly. accept it. Hey, by the way, speaking of which, we, got, we did get an email. Netheadsonair yes. at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, let me find the right window. Uh, let me see if I can find the right email, too. Woo! Is this it? Yes. No, it's not it. That's wrong. No, 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 no. I think it was the first one we received. Yes. I hope this reaches you well today, although I cannot listen to your normal show because I work ungodly hours in the morn on Monday. I podcast, you podcast, I'm assuming, and frankly, Will, this downtrodden attitude that you have against yourself is puzzling. From all accounts, you have a loving wife, at least one child that adores you, and lots of people that, although you may not know us, that uh, you brighten the day of every week. A buck up, dude. You're living a pretty sweet life. Oh. And that was from uh, Kaz Mears on Twitter. So uh, thank you. I'm not sure exactly what that was in reference to. Uh, but Trent and I do like to employ a little thing we like to call self-deprecating humor. What? Well, and part of the reason we do this is it diffuses others that listen to our podcast that clearly has no right to be on the air. Um, right. It allows them to listen to it, and we take away their ammunition. You know, I don't really think <laughs> I'm a bad person or a horrible father. Uh, Trent really doesn't keep, you know, multiple children locked in his basement. It's only yeah, one. Yeah, they're all, they're all of age. Yes. And they're partially there of their own free will, so... <laughs> They signed up originally. Yeah, you know, and and Trent really does date. It, he's he really isn't you know like having no luck with the ladies, right, Trent? <clears throat> yeah, right. <laughs> so, so you know, uh, but thank you for the email. Just so you know, I think Trent and I love ourselves uh, very well. Probably too much. Well, you know, you'll go blind. So lighten up a little, buddy. Well, <clears throat> I'm just so saying. So, but but thank you for your email. If you want to send an email to us as well, we'll read them here on the air. Netheads on air 
at gmail.com is the email. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is this? I, oh, I okay. Know. Hold on. Uh, my wife says I noticed that too creepy. Oh, mm, not good. Why did NetEverty just speak in his porno voice? Well, I guess everybody was <laughs> apparently of the same opinion on you that on that one, Trent. <laughs> okay, good. I feel less dirty now. <laughs> and, and, and Jim Smith says uh, we must all get together and make sure Mockingbird Lane never airs. I know it's off topic, but this is an emergency. Now, if you don't know what he's talking about, uh, on NBC next Friday. Friday? Friday. What, what day is the 26th? 26th is Friday. There we go. Next Friday, they will be airing Mockingbird Lane, which is a modern re-envisioning of the Munsters. What? Yes. Now, apparently, Grandpa is uh, Grandpa was a vampire the first time, but now right. instead of a bumbling, you know, Al, whatever, Al's, Al Davis? No, that was the owner of the Raiders. <laughs> Al Lewis. Instead of the, you know, the wacky Jewish-sounding Dracula, Al Lewis is the grandfather. Now it's that that comic that used to dress and drag. You know his name? No. Okay, great. Thanks for shopping. Um, <laughs> but he's playing Grandpa, and he apparently is the one in charge. And instead of, you know, um, oh, God, Lily was his wife's name. But what was the uh, husband's name? Fred Gwynn played the character. Did you never uh, watch uh, the Munsters? Well, I, I'm getting the Munsters and the Adams Family mixed up. That happens all the time. Yeah, because I was going to say... Uh, uh, anyway, Ralph. Fred Fred Gwynn's character was like Frankenstein's monster. And, yes, and now exactly. apparently this modern re-envisionment is just Jerry O'Connell. Having yeah, but, been but stitched up and back the together. Name, though. No, the, well, they're calling it Mockingbird Lane. You but know, the Munsters he, but his live... character is Herman Munster. There we go, Herman Munster, thank you. Um, yeah. But still, uh, for, I, why aren't they calling it the Munsters? Why are they calling it Mockingbird? Well, they lived at 1313 Mockingbird Lane. But still, oh, Eddie Izzard, thank you very much, Jim. Somebody's listening. Um, I don't understand why they've done this. Why? Because, you know, the Munsters is uh, Grandpa as a vampire. It's it's Herman Munster as Frankenstein's monster. Not Frankenstein, mind you, because that is the name of the scientist. Right. Frankenstein's monster is the beast. Yes. And, you know, Lily was kind of, well, who really knows what she was? She, she was, was, she she was, was just, kind of a vampress. She was just kind of Morticia-ish. You well, know. I mean, it, we're going to have Portia de Rossi playing her, though. Who? Portia, Portia de Rossi. Oh, she plays Lily in this? She'll be Lily in this one. Ah, you know what? She's lost her glaze for me whenever, after she married <laughs> Ellen. Because at that point, it was like, damn it! Why? Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, I don't understand why they're doing this, but it's it's grossly inappropriate, and it's going to flop. It's great. I find it offensive. I f- I find that shockingly horrible. Uh, the thing that I'm I I notice or I wonder if this sanitized version of it, I doubt it is because you know it shows like he materializes from a bat. Grandpa does, and he's naked, and you know the Lilith. No, no, the one that plays the uh, the daughter, the normal looking daughter, you know, comes up cover up. What do the neighbors think? So obviously, it's a little more risque than those Walmart endorsed special movies they used to do, the family movies. But it's still on NBC, though. It is. Well, right there, that's the losing argument. Thank you. Yeah, good night. Like... <laughs> oh, well, it's on NBC. Enough said. The network that brings you back, Whitney, but won't put community back on the air. But that's yeah. okay, Trent, because it's October 19th in here. Ugh, Was that it's... not great? A viral video that they put oh, out. Oh, my God. Yes. 
uh, Troy and Abed airing sometime. I'm <laughs> October 19th isn't just a date. It's a state it, of mind. And Joel McHale has also been riffing on it quite a bit on the, the soup recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, why not? Like, oh, man, make sure to turn in on, on Fridays to uh, NBC for, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> God, I, you know, I just don't get it. I, I really don't. Unless they're just going to, I mean, well, last year they didn't air it until uh, the spring anyway. Maybe that's just their plan now. Because originally they were going to pair it with Whitney on Friday nights. Uh, but then they canceled animal practice. So now they're going to be putting Whitney back on Wednesday nights or as NBC likes to call it, the places where comedies go to die. Wait, so, so animal practice has been canceled. Yes. God, that's too bad. That is really too bad. I kind of enjoyed that show. I Hey, they got a monkey. How can you go wrong with a monkey? They got him. And it's a great monkey too. Of course. <sighs> that, that, that really does hurt. I like that show quite a bit. I did too. I, I really enjoyed it. I like the guy that plays the lead character. You know, he played Andy on Weeds. Yep. Yep. Can't remember his name to save my life, but I like the guy. Well, you, and, and I feel bad. This is like Tyler Rabin is just destined to, to be in the, the one to two season uh, show forever. He is the curse, my friend. Oh my gosh. Everything he's been in is, is not gone past two seasons. I don't know why. I, I really enjoy Tyler Rabin too. It had, the show had everything. The problem and, and is pe- that just medical comedies, whether they're veterinary or otherwise, just don't work. Except for Children's Hospital. Yes, that's completely different, though. That well, started, it started on the internet. It airs on Adult Swim. It has yeah. its place. Yeah, it, it do. It do. It has its audience, Trent. Wow, when did we... I'm sorry, how did we fall into this TV pit and how do we get back out? <laughs> we just like it I so I was much. talking about miter saws. By the way, I freaking <laughs> love that thing. I can't believe I ever cut wood any other way. Well, I was going to say, what would be fun, Will, is if you like start buying big blocks of cheese. And miter sawing them? Yeah, like, you <laughs> don't... don't you know, bind yourself to only cutting wood. There, there's think, a world of things you. Can I think if I'm this. cutting cheese with my miter saw, I'm gonna get pretty bound up anyway. <laughs> but I also think that might ruin it, Trent. Not <laughs> well, to mention, know. there's nothing worse than the smell of burning gouda. Uh, but, but, but it could be. You buy it in a huge wheel, man, and you just cut a little off. Isn't that what it's jelly? Long as, hey, as long as it's not thicker than 12 inches, you're good, right? I'm sorry. Are you confusing a miter saw with a deli slicer? Because <laughs> I'm really getting that vibe right now. I'm starting just, to get a little I just, worried. I just feel bad. Like, you don't, you're only going to do so many projects that involve wood around the house. Let's, I doubt let's it. I've got out. an entire garage where I need to build storage sheds. I've got uh, just tons of fence that need to be replaced. This is an investment that will go a while. Maybe you can buy a side of beef, and then you can quarter it out with the saw. That's what butchers are for, Trent. <laughs> I just, I feel bad. I, I, want you, I want you to get your money's worth out of it. Uh, let's see now. Digital 13 says, sorry, guys, I like Tyler Labine, but some of those characters on that animal show were just too far annoying for me. Uh, and James Smith says, huck it, chuck it, football. Zach and Mary, it's it, my fault i brought up mockingbird lane i should be banned oh that's how we fell in the tv tra- <laughs> that's yeah right, that's what, right. yeah just stay on your own show mister but he brings up a good point soundbite nation Ty- following us what tyler labine in zach and mary is a beautiful 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 character he that he really that cameo stole that scene which is oh, amazing it's, it's because so did. you've got uh you've got jason muse uh seemingly naked you've got Katie Morgan topless. There's simulated sex occurring. 
And the only thing we all remember from the scene is <laughs> Tyler Labine coming in, just wanting totally some coffee. <laughs> oh, and and seriously, more people than not, I think, come up to him and just say, "Huck it, chuck it, football." <laughs> yeah. Oh God! That just tells you the power of good character actors, my friend. Absolutely. They bring it all together. They are the glue that holds our entertainment in place. Uh, well, that and yeah, that's that's the goo. Mm-hmm. Speaking of goo, I got to go tend to my wood. <laughs> it's got it's redwood. It's got a lot of sap, sap, goo. You with me? I'm sure that's where you all thought I was going I, with that. I'm literally 14 years old. <laughs> that's hilarious. I like that you indicate or that as in uh, it, you normally aren't. Right? Yeah, yeah. Normally, I, I'm like I have a lot of highbrow humor that I that I'll only uh, you know find appeasing, but tonight. Yeah, normally he just keeps the highbrow to himself. Apparently, he just he's doing all kinds of highbrow humor there alone in the house. He's working it with Sherman, but you know, yeah. never will he share it on air with anybody. Zeros and heroes, none uh, of that. Which, by the way, great podcast. I just got to tell you that I really oh, enjoy zeros sir. and heroes. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's a very well orchestrated thing. Interestingly enough, I notice in the format, the one person that speaks the least, Trent Hunsaker. Yeah. Why is that? I, I don't know. We like to keep it that way sometimes. You just like to, you like to sit back and watch everything unfold, don't you? Yeah, I, I like, I like, I'm a very voyeuristic in a lot of ways, Will. Okay. Again, <laughs> 14 years old. My wife said, OMG, Will. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, baby. Yeah. No, come on. Seriously, how many times are you able to utilize a setup like that and you're not being dirty at all? Oh, it's it has it has to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of which, I got to attend in my wood. Uh, if you want to follow Trent on Twitter, he is at a part of him. I am at I am at Nethead WW. The show is at Netheads on air. And you've been listening to some uh what have you been listening to? Netheads <laughs> on Smodco internet radio at smartcast.com netheads Nethead. file transfer netheads with will wilkins this has been a production of smodco internet radio sir only at smodcast.com <laughs> <laughs>